All right, welcome. It's Amina's House Podcast, episode 164. Amina, say what? Garnett Briscoe. Jack Stuckey. So we have guests joining us on the pod, hopefully, because, you know, <laughs> sometimes, especially with one particular guest, you never know with him. But uh, hopefully we have um, Mir Pesos and Mir Fontaine joining us. And then our friend to the show, Wayne Campbell, a.k.a. Wayne on the Sticks. <laughs> Wayne Campbell, my God. Wayne, Wayne is known to forget things. So, <laughs> or arrive late and not like fashionably late, but like, damn, I missed the event late. Five minutes <laughs> <laughs> before is over late. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, these are longtime friends of the pod. We had Mir Fontaine on our live uh, 100 t- uh, taping. And then Wayne has done a couple of videos for the pod as well. Wayne is a producer. They're both out of New Jersey. So recently they were kind of thrusted into the limelight because Cardi B released her song called Up. And it sounds a lot like the song that they have out. So there, there's been some back and forth on social media between Cardi and Mir Fontaine regarding the song. Wayne produced the song. So we're going to have them all come on the podcast and try to kind of hash things out and figure out what happened there. How does Cardi B end up with a song that is identical? It's not even like, oh, you could kind of. No, it's like the identical cadence, the melody you know, Mir Fontaine is known for his melodies. That's what he does. So, um, you know, and I like Cardi and Mir's a friend. So that's why, you know, we're going to try to unpack this. So they'll be joining the podcast shortly. I want to get into what's in our feed immediately because we're coming off of Super Bowl Sunday. Congratulations to the Bucks and all, all the fans. Yeah, I got that. Shout out to the Tom Brady, um, you know, fans. He's the kind of guy you either love or you hate him. You know, I mean, he has seven rings. He has more rings than some teams. No, all teams. All teams, all 32 teams. Uh, But the biggest thing was the performances. You know, a lot of the times we live for the performances and the commercials. What were your thoughts on all of this? Oh man, uh, I thought the commercials were pretty funny. Uh, we we just bought up the Drake one. It was pretty uh, pretty cool. The the state I, I like what State Farm is doing. I like that they're uh, they're adding that they can add different characters into that one role. So Jake doesn't he can be anything. He can be Asian next, and now you know it can. It's literally from Jake to Drake. So I I, I thought that was real clever and funny. Uh, the performances I thought were pretty cool. Uh, this is my first time really paying attention to the weekend, and I just didn't know how much of a how much like of a reserved performer that he was. He's not the one that's going to do a lot of the dancing, but the stage is going to do a lot of his speaking, the stage and the song. Um, I thought it was pretty cool for what it was. Uh, you know, I, I definitely like the city line that they had up there as far as the theatrics and everything. Um, once they finally got down to the field, I thought, I thought, you know, started to open up a little bit, had the people with the crazy mask. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was just like the game. It was, it was cool. It just was, it just was cool. That was it. <laughs> nah. 
commercial wise, I think um, M&M's like had an amazing commercial, but also made me realize I haven't had M&M's since the beginning of the year. I've been doing so well on this little diet. <laughs> yes. Like, um, also, I think uh, Fiverr had a good one because they played on the uh, Four Seasons situation that, that Rudy Giuliani was in, which I thought was cool and like a cool nod to uh, Philadelphia. I missed that. <laughs> Look that one up. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Cheetos had an amazing one. I love that they used Shaggy. Actually, I think Cheetos might have had the that, best. That one. one was hilarious. That was really funny. And then my favorite one was Rocket Mortgage, only because I, I personally worked on the campaign on a local level. So I oh. thought it was amazing to see them on like that big stage like that. Now, as far as the weekend, I was so bored, y'all. I was <laughs> <laughs> What is this? And my friends were texting the group chat. They're like musicians and they're like, oh, but he's killing it song wise. I'm like, yeah, but I think I'll be okay with you lip singing if you really gave me like a performance. <laughs> stepped out onto the actual field. I was like, okay, this is giving me like a little bit of Bruno Mars, but it was towards the end. And it was just like, I just think maybe if he had some people with him, like remember when Coldplay did it and they threw Bruno Mars and Beyonce in it and it was, it made it a whole big thing. I think Bruno, I mean, I think um, The Weeknd should have done that, like threw some other artists in there to just like pick it up a little bit. I did feel like there wasn't the energy that I was expecting. You know, they, they, they were like 7 million, you know, $7 million he spent of his own money. And I'm waiting to see the 7 million. I'm like, bro, you gonna come down from a helicopter? You gonna parachute in? What are we doing? I and I I kept looking and I'm like, where is the seven million? Where did you spend the money? And like, look, we know the weekend can sing. We know that he is an amazing musician and we love his music. But I was looking for a performance, you know, and it's it's really hard following up Beyonce and J-Lo because they're performers. J-Lo's been on Vegas. You know, she's been on the strip. You know, she's that showgirl. Beyonce is one, probably the most, the best entertainer we've had all time besides Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when you come after that, you the expectations are really high and I just did not feel like the energy was there. My mother's a Michael Jackson fan. So like, you know, a lot of the times the weekend does remind her of Michael Jackson and watching his performance is exactly the reason why he's not at that level, <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm just saying like, and I saw Michael Jackson trending, you know, um, a- after his performance and I'm not throwing shade at all. All I'm saying is he doesn't dance. He's not like that kind of showy performer and not that he needs to be. But I think in where we are in entertainment, if you're not that full package, you kind of you're kind of lacking a little bit. I mean, everybody is dancing and singing and they got this amazing show. That's that's where entertainment is now. I just think we were like very we're spoiled. Like, you know, like as far as like maybe we didn't get a chance to really just really see how great of a performer uh, Bruno Mars like really, really is just like what he brings to the platform. Like you said, you said Beyonce, you said JLo, you know, um, I think, you know, with those caliber people, a lot of people are going to fall short unless you go get the ushers, the Chris Browns and things like that. Uh, I I think for the year it was, you know, with the, uh, the COVID and having to be six feet and all that stuff. I mean, if, if that was the reason why certain things didn't happen, uh, you know, I don't know. But as far as the performance, yeah, it just was it was OK. Dex, I do agree with you, though. I felt the energy a little bit where they were on the ground, but mm-hmm. it took too long to get there. Like I kept waiting, waiting. And, I'm, and I don't know, you know, again, to your point, 
Garnett. I think we're just spoiled. We're literally living in a time where we have all these incredible performers. I mean, if you've seen Chris Brown, if you've seen Beyonce live, I mean, the bar is here, you know? So not that he wasn't good. He just did not fulfill my expectations based on the previous ones. If it was the Grammys, I'd have been like, oh, he killed it tonight. But it was the Super Bowl. And Garnett, don't say Usher again. But also, (laughs) I think think it's a little crazy. (laughs) Like the the halftime show didn't even pick it up. The game was actually really boring. Like we ended the game at 9 and 31. And I was talking to my mom yesterday and she she does like these pools or whatever. And she's like the same person who won quarter three, won quarter four. That's boring. (laughs) yeah it was all lackluster you know it's funny you were saying the commercials were funny because i felt like even the commercials were lackluster and i don't even know if it's because of covid you know maybe some of these companies just quickly you know put something together but maybe there wasn't the budget because of the economic downturn that they've had in previous years but, you know, I think the Shaggy commercial was brilliant. You know, obviously, I really enjoyed uh, Jake from State Farm just because of the play on, you know, the personality. Uh, the, the Alexa uh, commercial was hilarious, too. Yes. Why, why did they do that to Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> Listen. He loved it. You could tell he was like in his element. Like that was like his highlight of his year so far. Right. But normally we have like a pool. Like I distinctly remember Budweiser commercials making me cry with that damn horse. I didn't cry this year. I'm like, Budweiser, y'all put Post Malone. You had all these people, your commercial. Get get me back to the horse that makes me cry. (laughs) Pepsi, Pepsi, this you had the halftime show. Remember when Pepsi back in the day would throw these commercials out that looked like movies and it's just like, Damn, Pepsi, okay. Right. So. Sullivan did really well, though. I do think a big shout out to her, though. And and honestly, and I hate to criticize anything about that performance, but I wish she would have had it one by herself. And I also hated the camera angles. Like, they were showing the maskless crowd and, like, the players and whatnot. And generally, they showed the artists when they're performing, and I wish they would have shown more of the artists. I agree with you because she looked beautiful. You know, she had that thing on, like, that this, like, headdress. She just looked very, like, she looked like a goddess yeah she did you know like an egyptian like back in the day goddess she's just she lost some weight she looks beautiful and i agree with you there i i I didn't care for eric church you know but i when i was reading the articles about it they were saying that they're both from completely different worlds so they wanted to bring them together and unite so i like that sentiment especially since do it at the Grammys. That's a that's a gram- like right. Everything they did yesterday should have been done at the Grammys because it makes so much sense for the Grammys. So so I I will bring up this point. My bad, Mina. It does give it does give me hope for live performances though. Yes. Just just seeing how that they're they're able to do it or curate it. Just seeing you know what the weekend did before he got down to the field and how he had like everybody kind of up uh, behind him a little bit. Maybe, you know, something like that'll be the new wave with the social distancing within the crowd. So uh, I took that away from it. I, I did. I did make like a mental note of how different his camera angles were. And I appreciate that. Again, it didn't help the performance, but I, I do feel like the camera angles were very today, like very selfie kind of I'm holding it. I'm going around like this. So I do think that was different from what we've normally seen. But 
it's small things compared to the bigger picture. You know, I know Jay-Z and Rock Nation are probably worked very hard in putting this together. And it really sucks that we're like kind of tearing it apart. But I think in general, you know, we just have a high bar <laughs> for bar. what our expectations, <laughs> right? What our expectations are. And um, we didn't know the bar was set that high until yesterday. Right. Her killed it, you know, with her guitar. But again, Jazzy should have just done it alone. And um, yeah, the weekend I needed a like a pick me upper. If he would have had Ariande, Ariande, Ariana Grande, she probably would have like taken the show away. So I can see why he ain't have her on. <laughs> so here's a Black History uh, Month trivia. Who was the first black woman to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? I would say either Aretha Franklin or Whitney Houston. Diana Ross. Ross, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to say. 1982. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney did it in 1991, right? <laughs> but isn't that crazy that the first black woman to sing the national anthem just happened in the 80s? Yeah, it's funny because you, you see that it happened and now they see when they really want a performer to perform the national anthem, they call a black woman. Right. So, all right, moving on uh, before our guests join us, Danny Lay and the baby broken up. I felt like um, <laughs> we had to talk about this because, you know, she's been so open about this relationship and even made the song about him liking yellow bones. And now it all went to crap and we got to hold on on the conversation because we have someone joining us right now. <laughs> Hello. Hello, hello. What's going on? How's it going? Y'all yeah. hear me? Yeah, yeah we hear you. How y'all doing? We're doing all right. What's going on, man? What's we got up, bro? Pistols in the building. <laughs> well, what's going on, gang? Doing all right. You already know my name, Garnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. I Amina, mean, say what? Hi. Hey. Hey, Mina. Hey, so we got a whole bunch of people joining us. We're just waiting for them to come on. Oh, everybody's there. Gang, gang, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're together. They have a difficulty, but I guess we about to just share this if it's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That's cool. Right, uh, give me that chair. We're just waiting on Wayne. We literally... Wayne is there. Now you got to give him an apology now. What in the party is happening right now? <laughs> it's a party. Yo, Wayne, so we was talking so much crap. I was like, Wayne going to be late. <laughs> ain't on time. <laughs> Wayne ain't playing no game. Legendary Wayne Campbell. Uh, yeah, we can see everybody. Yeah, we squeezed in. Small couch, but... <laughs> we're having and we're singing <laughs> yo y'all crazy uh so welcome to the pod guys um mir fontaine right there on the left and then mir pesos in the middle yeah going on and then wayne campbell mr wayne on the sticks on the right <laughs> so uh guys the reason why we wanted to get you on the podcast is first of all you guys are family you know we've had mir uh, fontaine on before wayne has been on as well so um we wanted to just talk about what's going on so the big thing right now is cardi b drops up right 
And then I'm getting text messages literally like Friday morning of like the side by side between the song that you guys created, Pesos and Fontaine, and how the similarities to that song. And it's not like a little similarity. It's like the same rhythm, cadence. Mir Fontaine, uh, we talked about this, how you are known for your melodies. That's what you do, you know. Um, Everything that you put out is very catchy, and we've talked about that before. So um, there was a very distinct melody to, you know, your your song that is very similar in Cardi Mm -hmm. B's song. So obviously there's been some discrepancies regarding when who dropped what, who copied who. I saw, I saw you guys going back and forth on Twitter. I kind of first want to start off by asking, how did the song get created? Like, who came up with the concept? Who came up with the beat? Um, who recorded what? Who wrote down who? Who was in the room? Like, those kinds of questions to just set the scene to how this song came about. Um, I'm going to give you my point of view. I'm going to give you my yeah. point of view. Then I'm going to let him take over right where he needs to take over. Yeah. It started like I got a song. I mean, Garnett probably know I got a song called The Peso James. Mm-hmm. It's no hook. It's straight like an intro. Like I really go straight in. Like as you can see on the uh, on the uh, stuck song, I go straight in without the hook. I was doing that trying to create a part two of my first one. Of course, with this guy Wayne on the stick, he do all my beats. So you know, of course, we're kicking it, and he's we're just we're just going. Is it a zone? I got a couple of my boys with me. You know, Savage Posse. Bro come in, that's my bro. We ain't never do a song together, but he always pop in on the studio with me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, he give me advice because he's been in this game a little longer than me. So he come in, you know what I mean? Like, like, a, like a mentor almost. Like he come in, let me show you know I'm doing my thing. Right. But the way I was on that beat, I seen him like, uh, and it's stuck, like, uh, and it's stuck. <laughs> but mine, I'm recording, so I'm just still going. But when I sit next to him, I let Wayne, while Wayne mixing, I sit next to him and then he like, he up uh, and it's stuck. So I'm like, all right, go ahead, bro. And then I let him, yeah. yeah. He, he take it from there. <laughs> so pretty much, um, if you've been following me, you know everything that I went through um, as far as like the losses that the team took and stuff like that. So at this time, I'm going through like some mental depression. You know what I mean? I'm debating whether or not I want to even do music anymore. So this is why this memory is so vivid to me. Um, Wayne invites me over because he says him and Pace and everybody's at the studio. So I pull up. I get there and Pesos is already recording. And this is around April. This is like beginning of my birthday month, right? So I pull up and he's recording and I'm listening to what he got or whatever. And I'm like, this beat crazy. And what he's saying is hard. And he just was floating on it. So, you know me, I, I'm not, I'm, I didn't come there to do music. So like he said, I was always around, but I was never really making records. So I didn't come there expecting that we was going to cut a record. And plus me and Pace never did a song before. So I was just let him do his thing. So at, as he gets done, he sits down and it's like, I wasn't trying to get on the song because I wasn't trying to make music, but he was like, man, you got something, go and do it. I was like, all right, you know what I mean? You about to get one of my rare last last hooks and stuff like that. <laughs> That's how I was coming at that time because it was like, I was really on some fuck life shit down there. So I actually do, this, uh, do the thing right off the top because it's a real simple hook I didn't even have to write. So I just did that. And the whole fucking room just was going crazy. Like, oh, this is wild. This is wild. <laughs> that song and that connection and the chemistry we had reminded me of kind of the chemistry that me and Ish had as well. So it was like, this is dope. You know what I mean? We should continue making music. You might as well just do an EP. Because Pace got the streets. 
And I was just like, just coming out of music retirement, damn near. It was like, all right, I'm gonna really just step head first into what made me me and make my element, you know what I mean? So we did that. And from April all summer, we performed the record. You know what I mean? We were just, cause everybody was just loving the song everywhere in around the city, as far as everybody that heard it before it dropped. And this so, is in Camden, New Jersey. This yes, is in Camden, right? right. So Which is forward, very close to New York. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. right? So fast forward, I want to say probably like the end of July, uh, Pace calls me over to State Street, which is a it's a street in Camden, and he's shooting a video for his song Pocket Rocket Pace. You know what I mean? And he told me to just pop out for the video. I was just going to pop out or whatever. Um, I come through and everybody there knows about the song that we have already. So they're like, yo, y'all both here. Y'all might as well just shoot the video. I'm like, right here, the light and bad and everything. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, fuck it, let's just do it. It was just on the street at night. It was impromptu. So we did that. And that's how you get the release on August 6th, where we preview the song that we've been recording. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what I was referring to on Twitter when you saw me and uh, Cardi kind of having a little exchange of words. But yeah, that's pretty much how the song came about. And we didn't record the official video till like around Labor Day and... uh uh, not Labor Day, it was around Peso's birthday. Party. Yeah, it was around my birthday. He told me to come. It was the same situation. He told me come through. I was there to party or whatever. We end up just having a conversation like, yo, bro, you know what I mean? Just building each other up like we usually do, just in the kitchen, though. And Wayne had the camera. So stuff comes on in the song. Everybody in the party is just lit or whatever. Wayne got the camera. So we just we just chopping it up like for a recap for his birthday party. Really That's stuck. how it started out. Like, it was really it was, stuck But it was then. lit. And it only started out with just me and him in the kitchen. That's how you get that one scene where it's just mm -hmm. me and him. And as we kept on shooting scenes, we were like, might as well shoot the video. People just kept on following them behind us. And it just became that element of that whole energy of that situation. It was just, it was really up and it was really stuck. You know what I mean? So it was just like, <laughs> let's just do it. it we was just feeling ourselves that night. And, and that's how we got that September release on YouTube. Mm. Now, Ever since then, we've just been performing it. I, uh, I've known all of you guys for a pretty long time. Mayor Pesos, we literally go back to elementary school. Elementary. You know, it's you know, it's so good and refreshing to see you know, see you guys working and you know, to see you guys being professionals about everything. Uh, what I wanted to ask is like, just tell me the progressions. I guess like through moods from first finding out you know that she has a song that's similar. Then to you know finally recognize and like hold on wait that's my shit like <laughs> I was on my way to a there's a uh, Jersey meets Atlanta it was Jersey meets Atlanta uh, this this uh, last week well this week that just passed so I was already on my way to Atlanta to uh, perform so what's that Friday I was supposed to get on the plane by five o'clock so I wake up a little early three o'clock you know I gotta be there early so when I wake up. I see Wayne text me and Mary in a group with just the video. And he like, yo, you seen this? So I'm kind of asleep. Like, and I usually don't even pay attention to videos like that. When somebody say, oh, this sound like your song, yeah. bro, it, it, it don't even sound like my song. So I wouldn't even look at the video most of the time. But it came from him. And then I see him say, yo, why you send me this and not text me back? So that made me look at the video like, all right, but well, what they talking about that they so up? They're mad about it at four in the morning. Like, so I look at it, then I see my Twitter. At the same time, I see Twitter. Like, I just made that Twitter in August. I had a hundred and what ninety followers. Like, so I'm like, why is my Twitter going up? I just made it. So now I'm looking at it. So now I go back and click on the video, and I'm looking at the video. 
up, then it's uh, I mean wherever up uh, wherever the song I was going. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and then when I seen it with our video combined with it, I said, oh no! Everybody <laughs> <laughs> know me. I'm a jokester. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a jokester. So in my head, I'm like, yo, somebody owe me some money. And I, like, I just went with my, I just went with my, just my, in my head, and I, put, I had 190 followers. So I, I just put that to people in the hood. Whoever knew, whoever followed me is from my area. They from Camden. So when I posted that, I'm just like, yo, this was for Camden. They know what I'm talking about. Right. Man, I got, you know how to play, you can't, you got to put on airplane mode. Right. I sent that out. I put on airplane mode. I land in Atlanta. It was at 20K. I go get my bags. I'm at 100K. I said, nah, this, I said, oh no, this is real. They, they know what I'm talking about. I felt like people agreed with me when they started going viral. That's all it was. Like, oh, y'all agree with me. Yeah. Right, I, I'm not tripping. With I think me. one of the things that I noticed is that when this first came out, so many people, as soon as it came out, people were talking about like the song, oh, this is cool, this is cool. Then the very next day, it was like, no, this is stolen. Like this is somebody else's work, so on and so on. And I, so many people that I know, like local rappers and stuff, like they were saying this and there was so much support behind you guys for this. Like I know a lot of times this happens and it just goes away. But like the support that you guys had was like out of, like it was out of control. It really just did not stop. Jersey. Right. Yeah. And the, and the question that I have for you guys is that, like, I mean, obviously, this isn't something that you wanted to happen to you. But like for other people who are listening and who want to, like, make sure this doesn't happen to them, like, what would you recommend? Like, what would you suggest to them? Keep documentation of all your your recorded sessions and all of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if you if you're going to be doing snippets, make sure you got your paperwork and all that cleared away and be wary of the people that's around you because you don't know who they work with and who they know and stuff like that. And then you end up in situation. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. That's a perfect segue because I've interviewed Cardi B a couple of times. I like Cardi. She's a very real person, you know, and, um, she said something. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, so I don't blame her. I don't. I don't blame her. Right. Yeah. And that, that's where kind of I was going with this. Um, she said on Twitter, like, look, if I was inspired by you, I would have paid you. You know, she got the bread. It, it, it's nothing but a check here. I like your song. Right. Let me take it. Here's your bread. Is, is there a possibility that because you guys were performing this, and it was out there that someone that worked with her heard it and then used it. Because when I look at who produced the song and who wrote her song, I'm going to drop some names on here. Right. So per this was produced not by Cardi B, by a guy named Sean Island, DJ Swanco and Young Dizza. It was written by G6, Sean Island, Partisan Fontaine, Young Dizza, DJ Swanco. That's a lot of people that worked on this song. Mm -hmm. So is that a possibility? Can some of these could have some of these people have been in your session or at, you know, when you were performing this? Like, is that a possibility? Um. It's a fact. It's not a possibility. Oh. Um, you know, we got receipts for a lot of things. Yeah. You notice I'm real quiet on, on social media or on the subject right now. Um, and like bro said, we're not really mad at it. I already was in the middle of doing my rollout. You know what I mean? I got an album about to drop. But it's more so of a fact than a possibility at this point. Um, too many coincidences and stuff like that. Um, we get to it when we get to it. And 
Yeah, but yeah, I'm not gonna say too much or show too much, but right. definitely, I've definitely been around people who work with Cardi B. Okay. And not not only is this you know the first time that you know this has happened uh, you know to you, Mir. You know I I know you know Wayne as well. Uh, pesos, I'm pretty sure you know you just said text messages and stuff like that. Uh, the fact that this is a possibility that it's actually happened, I think, is wild. And it also happened to another you know fellow artist that I know, Jace Harley with Donald Glover. You know, uh, you know, so it's like. I know Wayne and Pesos, y'all were up to Death Jam multiple times on multiple different occasions. I'm pretty sure playing music for people, you know? So the fact that everybody's kind of closer than you think and, you know, you read by the internet and people try to throw dates out to try to, hey, no, that can't be possible. Look, he dropped this on September 15th when it's clear that he just said he posted it on August 6th. So why are you like, playing with the dates and the words and stuff like that. But I do think the community is a lot closer. The music community is a lot closer than the average person can say. Mira, one of the things that you said um, was that uh, before this whole thing happened, like you were on some stuff where you're like, I don't even know if I want to do music or anything like that anymore. Does this, and then you you got back into it, you made this song, which is obviously a good song. Does this, help you want to do music more or does this deter you more like how do you like what's what is your mental state now as far as music goes because one of the things i thought about with you was when we interviewed you before you talked about how connected you were with the youth which i thought was extremely like powerful and i just think that your voice is needed so that's why i'm asking that um i want to say my mental space right now um it took me a while to pretty much dig myself out of that hole that depression um and a lot that helped me with that was pretty much my fans and my supporters and how they would randomly reach out to me and let me know how my music was changing their life or it was getting them through tough times, things like that. Pretty much similar situations to what I was going through. So it was more so like, if anything, I was living for, for them. And, and for, so my music can pretty much live on for as long as it could. Um, I feel like right now I already was on the mission to pretty much just do this album. And in the sense back in April, it was going to be my last album. Um, but right now I, I'm more energized to pretty much continue doing what I want to do. Um, uh, I feel like I found my sound really with this next project. I got back to my own roots, my own elements. I stopped trying to make music not to miss and started writing for my heart. And I just feel like it feels so much better and it sounds so much better. So moving forward, um, what does this teach you guys? Like, I don't know if you copy wrote the song, but obviously, you know, uh, this really exposes how important the business side of music is. And Wayne and I have had a lot of conversations about the business side of music. You know, what does this situation teach you from that aspect? Um, it teaches us that we live. About to ask me, Ray. We definitely need to hear something from you. Um, I really just think it's a it's a really good energy around. Uh, I ran into um, Mira Fontaine not too long ago, and he woke up to a (laughs) surprise from you know Tyreek Hill, who plays for the Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Who was streaming his song one day, you know, and he didn't know. And then now, you know, Mayor Pesos and uh, you know Lee Campbell wake up. And now, you know, they're getting kind of the same surprise where it's almost like you say, it's just confirmation that you guys are on the right path and doing the right thing. Facts. Like, if anything, this just taught us 
Well, one, to be grateful that you have the knowledge to know about having your business in order. Two, mm -hmm. if anything, it just give us the battery in our back to know that we have the potential to make a number one record in America. Right. You know I mean? In the world, million. you can go crazy if we got the recognition and the support behind it. So if anything, we just try to look at it from a, 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 a different light. You know what I mean? We just we just appreciating all of this pretty much. So let me ask you, I heard this song on the radio all weekend, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you guys feel like the first time you hear the song? Have you heard it on the radio? Like, what is your reaction to that? I was in a club in Atlanta and they played it in the, they played it at the after party. But my, right. at, at, uh, oh my bad. at all the other clubs, they didn't play that. They played mine, so I was performing. But the after party, they played that. And I'm just sitting there, but my boy's looking at me. But I'm tired, mind you. I just did two shows. I've been in the after party in Atlanta. They party until six in the morning. I'm really tired, but they're thinking I'm sad. I'm like, bro, everybody know who I am because of, because of this this gift. I call it a gift. Mm -hmm. Only thing I'm upset about is the fact that, like, say if I went to go perform in Alaska or something, they know they know her version. Yeah. So when I go perform, it just look like I mimic her when that's not the yeah. case. Right. So that's all I look that's, that's all I look at. Like, no, that's my, that's my recognition. Yeah, my recognition. Yeah, sure. Well, this isn't really a question, but recognition-wise, so, like, I love the song, and, like, my last name is Stucky, so I'm going to use that as a theme song for me, but I'm going to use your version. So that's the recognition. I appreciate, I appreciate it, bro. What's this that you guys aren't allowed to perform it? Who said that? Who said that? I just read something like that. No? Is that false? Oh, they can't. <laughs> okay. I just did it this week. Cool. Okay, good. I good. did it this week. They, that's cat. Yeah. Right. And what happened to the rapper weed? Spark that back up. Where is that? <laughs> I, was, I was waiting on Trey. He put my, he put I my guts. Right. I got the light. I was, I was kind of trying to give Freaking him the like, my guts. Let's, let's get the vibes right up in here. You see what I'm at? <laughs> I'm Simpsons. <laughs> Yo, what does up and is stuck mean to you? Because, you know, I didn't realize it was a term until this song came out. Look, then I started Googling it. Like, look, what is if, if If you got any type of situation with me, if you make it that, it's going to be stuck. Any situation. <laughs> Whatever situation you want to make it, it's stuck with me, either good or bad. Change it. And you can't change it. I'm not one of them turn back around type of people. Right. Once it's up, it's, it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Phil, I guess just uh having to go back and forth with you know just some of the people that just won't you know see your side at all. You know that's just coming to you know Cardi's defense. You know, just, you know, basically just being more fans and not seeing it objectively saying, you know, well, you know, she's just saying the same words that you're saying, but, you know, everybody says that. Like, how do you guys deal with that? Here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to make this very clear. Very. Yeah, I, I don't mean to give you away, Twin, but I want to make this very clear. <laughs> He's like, let me go in the Look, camera. Because it's like they're not hearing me, and I feel like this is the platform where I can say it because I'm not going to respond yes. on Twitter. Listen to me. I do not care we do not claim to coin the phrase. Uh -uh. We never said anything about the phrase or what she's saying. Up if it's stuck, it could have came from, I heard it's from Louisiana, anywhere. I'm gonna tell you, Mayor Fontaine heard it first from Travis Scott on uh, featuring Young Thug out West. You know what I mean? First time I heard it, thought it was cool. You know what I mean? So I don't care if she said up if it's stuck, 
ducks in the truck, <laughs> shots in the butt. It's the way you said it. Right. Like, how you say it. Yep. You, Wayne's 808s, the hi-hats, all of that is literally, it sounded like a YouTube version of our record. And I get that all the time. People are just be like, oh, this sounds like you, or this guy sounds like he has your flow, or he's trying to bite your style. And I'm like, that's a reach every time. I get one of those at least once a month. And I'm like, that's a reach. So when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and people that I respect their opinion on are telling me, nah, this, this is this, this one of them. And I, I listen to it and I'm like, yeah, this is not a reach at all. And then mm -hmm. I put it on Twitter to get maybe a couple of opinions and I end up getting hundreds of thousands of, of opinions. Millions. Two million. Millions. It, it's, it's looking crazy. And then just for me to be just little old me, you know what I mean? And then you reply to me, that that's what made it hot. Yes. That's in less than 24 hours. That's what made it hot. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And then I'm looking at all of these connections to the camp and stuff. And I'm like, nah, this, because like you said, right now, it's not the first time it happened to me. You know what I mean? I'm not getting no younger either. And it's like, you're not just going to keep on taking music from me and taking food out of my mom's mouth, potentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, so y'all, wow, you got to stand up on your music at one point. You got to stand on this art. This is what we're here for. It's artist to artist. Like I said, I'm not mad at Cardi B. I just feel like some fishy stuff going on with the people around it. Yeah, it's too coincidental. I mean, you previewed it on August 6th. She previewed it on August 7th. You guys recorded it in April. April 2nd. You've been performing it. You know, I'm sure there's video of you guys performing it. All this is evidence. Yeah. You yeah. know, all of it is evidence in, you know, it had time to travel from Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> to New York or wherever with April, May, June, July, August, that's five months, mm -hmm. you know, that you've been performing it and someone could have heard it and did something who knows, but Wayne, you're the producer of this song. Like what's your take on all of this? Um, like Mina said, it could have came at a crazier time. Like, you know, our studio just got shut down. So my boy actually let us record in his garage. That's why Mira was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Y'all tripping? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just making beats in the garage. And everybody's cold and freezing. But this song is like giving us some kind of hope. Like, damn, yo. Like, this shit is hard. I don't give a fuck where we at right now. This is hard, you know? Yeah. See, see it become something incredible. And then ripped at the same time <laughs> afterwards. It's like fucked up maybe this is a sign for you guys to keep going you know oh, everybody it seems like was in a tough spot you know mm -hmm. and Definitely. and uh, so every I'm very telling people we make we make billboard music it just it just don't reach the people yeah it, it reached the people reached them mm -hmm. and it it's it got up through. and it got stuck you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're, you're not dealing with no like what what they call one hit wonder you're dealing with something too we yeah. always have potential. Like Check they know around our city, Garnetta tell you, around here, they love us. Like you know, our music, yeah, that mean a lot. So when you took yeah. that from yeah, the city, took it from us. They felt us. That. Everybody felt it. I think so, it's very evident on Twitter too. Like the the responses that I've seen on Twitter, it's very evident that you guys definitely have a major fan base behind you for sure. Definitely. So and have you guys support. tried to reach out to her and like resolve it before you gotta take it to where it needs to go? Um, we letting our team handle all that. Okay, good. I love it. Yeah. I'm just being an artist. I will continue to be an right, artist. That's all I do is make music. Yeah, I mean, I don't get into none of that. Right. Yeah. I ain't go to school for that. 
<laughs> the one thing about her though i do think that cardi should just say like i didn't know you know what i mean you know you didn't write it so it is okay to be like yeah from someone else i did not know instead yeah, of just being yeah. like yeah like you could do that and it'll be okay like i did not write yeah, it you know had to call it little boy like yeah, you could have said you didn't know <laughs> she did a live and she said that you know offset kind of came up with it on a riff so i don't you know like he was kind of playing with it, but credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's a good yeah. She said it on a live that offset was there kind of playing with like the up and the stuck. But you're right, there's no credit to offset. To live, if, you, if you listen to her live, she's 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 rapping the our our version of the hook. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the version that came up. The one with Megan. So it's look like at the one with Megan. Look at her. Yeah, the one that's going around yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the same version. It's it's literally our version. Simplified, yeah, but right. then on on uh the one that actually released, they just added like an extra up. It's like an extra wow. up, like an extra, like an extra three ups. Yeah, and then some beats, some like it has like a lower register. You know, it's the beat, the beat cadence sounds similar, but there's a beat under it. I'm not a producer, so Wayne, it up a little bit. right? You could enlighten, but I, I could hear like it's mixed levels, right? Yeah, ours <laughs> are more dramatic, theirs are like tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, composition. What'd you say, Dex? Say, Cardi, give them boys their money. Stop playing. <laughs> Like enough is enough. It's stuck. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's up stuck, and man. it's stuck. Uh, I, I, I wanted to ask, I guess, just uh, all three, uh, um, you know, you guys are, you know, from the same area. Clearly, you guys are working together, doing some positive things. Um, like, what what comes out, like, after this? Like, what's the what's the next step for you, got, for you guys having this platform? Like, before this, like, before this, I threw an event in my, in my neighborhood. I threw a basketball event. I gave money out to the to the winners. I threw a, a showcase on my hood. This is just me, independent, like out my pocket. So I'm gonna continue to put on for my city. We need change up here. So that's right. what I'm gonna do with the light I got. It's a battery to change things, you know? Facts, you just gotta continue being an inspiration. Like everything we do, somebody's looking up to us. You know what I mean? You gotta stay mindful of that. You gotta lead by example. I'm a firm believer in that. And as far as what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna just continue doing what we already had planned. Mm-hmm. And we just got more uh, more eyes on us, more listeners. And hopefully they love what they hear and what they happen to stumble upon just because of the situation. Right, and your following is growing too, right, Mir? I mean, your fo- all of your yeah. following have si- significantly yeah, on grown. All platforms. And like, it's mad love on my new uh, single that I just dropped. And it's, they're pretty much reflecting on the fact like how they even got here from the Cardi B situation and it's just, Sometimes it's a little overwhelming. It is. It's a beautiful thing for real, for real. How about streams? Are you seeing an increase in streams? Absolutely. Like I feel like when this first started, <laughs> we were like at seven k last time I checked, mm-hmm. and then like right now, pushing like one one fifty k. Wow. And, uh, even, though, party, even though I think somebody's slowing our, we should be at least a million. Faces, you sound like a lot of fun. I want to come hang out uh, with you. Gangsta, I make gangster party music. I'm always <laughs> lit. Like, I promise you, I'm lit. Wait, but am I gonna get shot if I come out with you? Like, what I'm kind of vibe? Never. Just wait a minute. Look, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got security. Okay. Okay. You come out, we're good. You're good. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got very good security. You so, Mir, you got a project coming out, right? Talk about that. Um, I'm dropping my project uh, beginning of March called Melody Monsters, like an anticipated project. A lot of my fans have been waiting on it. 
And I feel like it's my most personal, most introspective proce- uh, project. Um, I had to dig deep um, to actually find like myself um, and put it into music. I feel like it's my best form of that. I consider this my first album since it's my first uh, 40 minute project. And I'm just happy and excited for everybody to hear it and get some feedback. Hopefully I can help save some lives. A lot of people are waiting for the music and I know what my music does for a lot of people. So I look at it as, as some some form of medicine or some form of therapy for a lot of people. So I'm trying to get that back to the people right now. Mm. How about you guys? What are, what are you guys me, working on? Well, me and Stitch, this is my partner, Kron. This is my uh, young chop. <laughs> we about to drop, you know, after bro, I'm going to let bro, you know, get hit. But I got probably two singles. I'm going to let my uh, self-name uh, single Pocket Rocket Pace. I'm going to let that go. Y'all can check that video. That's going up, too. You know, I'm getting ready to drop another single soon right after that. And I'm going to get ready to drop my self-name Pocket Rocket Face album out soon. Let the mm-hmm. world know what's going on yeah. in the hood. Mm. And Wayne, can you talk? Because Wayne is a man of few words, but he's so ridiculously talented. Like, right. literally. Videos, produce everything. Right. He fixed cars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't know that. He Wait. fixed broke heaters. Like, I've seen him do it all. Like, no, no cat. And he's a resident Starbucks uh, yes. <laughs> connoisseur. He's he going to get a sponsor from Starbucks. <laughs> you know me. You know how he be in Starbucks. <laughs> Yo, one day I had to see Wayne in a couple of months and I'm walking to the Starbucks and there's Wayne. It's like 100 degrees outside. I'm like, Wayne, why are you walking outside of the Starbucks? <laughs> it's 100 degrees out here. Therapy. Yeah, you know I got to feel the people. <laughs> Wayne always got a book bag on him, and inside that book bag is mad books that he can read. That's all he do is read. He walk around with his laptop. He hey, y'all, mad y'all know me so well. This is bad. <laughs> Wait, so what you got coming up next? Mina, we about to see. <laughs> Wayne don't we know. We about to see. But I, I'm excited for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's always something, but I'm excited. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You know, I'm sorry this happened to you, but, um, you know, and everything that happens, there's a blessing. And, you know, you guys really just mentioned all of these amazing things. I mean, Mir, Fontaine, you were not in a good place, you know, and this gives you validation that you should continue going. And, you know, you're, you know, Pesos, you talked about how your following is going up. Like, I lost my father, too. Uh, this pandemic, too. Yeah. To co- was it, was it to COVID? Much. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, babe. You know, I got my guys keep me strong. Yeah. Well, this is you know this is a blessing in the skies, probably. You know, I believe that. So. Good luck, guys. Um, you know, it sounds like you got your receipts. (laughs) Definitely do. Thanks for having us. For thank you, Mina. No problem. Oh, you guys. See. Bye, Thank guys. You. Love you. All right. Take care. Have a good one, guys. All right. Hang up. <laughs> well, that was enlightening. Yeah, no, man. I a theme song now, though. Like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, stuck. That's me. <laughs> <laughs>
But you know, one thing that really like kind of bothered me initially is when Mir said that he was in a bad place. And honestly, because I just remember from the, I, this is my second time interacting with him. And the first time was the first time we met. And I remember being so inspired by him talking about the kids and what he does for them. To hear that same person say that they were going to quit music was just like, you can't. So, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Like, this is definitely probably a blessing in disguise and pushes them to keep going. So I think that's great. Yeah, well, it's important to look at all the bad stuff that happens in your life and kind of weigh the good stuff that comes out of it. You know, a lot of the times we, like, get stuck in that bad thing. And that's why people suffer from depression and, you know, anxiety and they're sad. And it's like, it's not that bad stuff doesn't happen to everybody. It's how do you deal with it? How do you deal with that bad stuff? Are you looking at the bad or are you looking at the good that came from the bad, you know? So I I believe that there's no bad that good does not come out of it somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, whether it's personal growth or you learn or, you know, it gives you validation like these guys are getting validation and that is going up. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're doing interviews with like I saw them on double XL and, you know, uh, hot new hip hop and all these major complex. I saw racing up on it. All these major hip hop blogs. People are starting to research them. Who are these guys? That's the world that we're in. Who are they? Where this. they come from? And if you research them, especially Mir Fontaine, you will see that he's not like a rinky dink artist that is just coming on the scene like he has projects and videos and music, good music, you know, that resonates that could be heard on the radio if he had the right following, the right pushing, not the following, but the right pushing and the right people and the big label push. And even when he did, they didn't even understand him as an artist. You know, they try to put you into like, well, you got to be this and you got to do that. And it's hard. It's, 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 that's the music business is such a weird game, man. It's just it's you can get away with a lot of stuff you can't get away with in real life, you know. And even you know, like you said, him being to the label and certain reasons why it wasn't a big push, you know, on his end. But yet somebody might borrow a lyric or borrow a song from him and use that and blow up, like in this case, you know. So it's like. You guys, the, the the label is almost taking advantage of people like this. You know, people that's not just right on the cusp, but not there yet. And, you know, they're able, or at least they think that they're able to, you know, borrow something or take something and put it out at their uh, as their own. And I think that that's like a real issue just with the music business in general. Well, I don't know if it's the label because, you know, label execs, are sometimes different from A&Rs. You know, the A&Rs really the people that, and there's not even a lot of A&Rs anymore. I mean, the label in itself is really downsizing. Um, but the A&R used to be like the one who like sometimes goes in the studio with the artists or picks the songs that get pushed, you know. So the label is changing in itself. But I do agree with you, Garnett, in the sense of a lot of the times these labels get these artists and they don't know what to do with them, mm-hmm. you know, and... I think they do know what to do with them in a lot of cases. I think that you try to get somebody for cheap or you get somebody on a small little contract. And a lot of times the the artist kind of gets taken advantage of in that position because you're there, you're trying to recoup some money. You're trying to, you know, you're, you're kind of new into this, you know, that's the 360 deals. That's how all of these things get thrown in a bunch where Next thing you know, you started out being, you know, an artist and a lot of promise. And next thing you know, in order for you to 
make money, you have to sell your records when you know you, you didn't sign to sell your records. You signed to sell yourself. You know, so it's the it, it gets a little tricky at times with them. It does, but I feel like younger artists are starting to become smarter. You know, like I am interviewing, like I interviewed Young Blue, you know. Um, I think a lot of the new guys understand that the the, the music business has changed. Mm-hmm. And although, you know, eventually you do need the big label push, I initially it is better to do stuff independently. You know, so you don't have to ask the label for money, you know, because every time you ask the label for money for a video or, you know, for to to release your project or for, you know, recording sessions, they're taking it out of the money that you make for them, you know? So I think artists are starting to become smarter and hip to the fact of like, look, if I can finance this on my own and own all my records and the, the, the money that I get from the royalties and performances I can keep and kind of invest on my own, then I'm already ahead of a lot of other people. And I don't need the label to pay for stuff. I need the label to just be like a distribution and kind of get my music out there. I mean, who's the one guy? Oh, man, your boy. His name is slipping me, Garnett. We were just talking about him. Dom Kennedy. Okay, Dom, Dom, Dom. Dom is one of the perfect guys, or even Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. You know how they you have these artists that have their fan base and they literally are work independently, operate independently, and then go to the bigger labels for that push. Mm-hmm. So I think younger artists are getting hip to it, but you're right. There is a lot of you know uh taking advantage that does happen, but it's about knowing the business. Yeah. You know, if you if you have no leverage and you can't bring anything to the table, then the label can just throw whatever they want at you. Yeah, and that, that, that comes with a lot of things. Like I said, that's when you get known rappers turned in as ghostwriters. And, you know, it's, it, it's fine. It's cool. But nine times out of ten, that artist did not go into that situation wanting that. You know, that was something that's kind of just forced on them. In a second. Right. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap, I quickly want to talk about the baby and Danny Lay because I don't want to let this go. <laughs> um, Danny Lay. What are your thoughts on this? Because we've had a lot of talk about them, too. You know, you know me. I'm one of those people. So I was talking to like a lot of relatives over the weekend and they were like, it's so crazy that you never even introduced us to like your fiance as your girlfriend. It was just like, this is my fiance. Like we met her before or whatever, but like you didn't bring her to all the events until you guys were actually engaged. And to me, that's very important. I don't think you need to let people know about your relationship until it's like very solid. I mean, like you, we need to be going to the very next level for me to, to tell you about my family members and my friends and so forth and so on and I think that she went out there made a song made a video posted him every day and all this stuff like this and you guys were just kind of getting to know each other and it reminds me and God rest her soul it reminds me of the Naya Rivera situation she made a song called Sorry which was like dissing all Big Sean's ex-girlfriends then they got engaged or whatever and then look what ended up happening like nothing Mm -hmm. ended up happening out of that and it's just like be quiet about these relationships until they turn into something and stop pouring so much into these relationships until it's something solid. Like her and the baby were together every single day, posting each other, all this stuff like this. And now it's like nothing. And it's like, be more grounded within yourself before you start to get into a relationship and lose yourself. Cause that's exactly what she did. She got into a relationship, she lost herself and now she's looking crazy. Mm. 
I, I think um, I, I definitely agree with you uh, on a lot of stuff you said. Uh, I think she's just having fun. You know, they're new. In she's miserable. No, she's mean, on social media right now crying because people are like, what happened to him like in Red Balls? And she's upset about it because you put too much information out. I, I, I think she, she just got to learn some rules that go to this game of just like whether it's dating or just having fun using the Internet. I think I, I do agree. She's using the internet maybe a little bit too much, but she's young. You know, she has a phone in her hand at all times. She's making money, living her life. I get it. Do whatever you want to do to be happy. But there are some rules. Dex, I thought you put up a, a great point. Just is, you know, you can hold things close to you. Everybody don't need to know everything right away when it's not that strong of a foundation yet. You mm -hmm. know, it's like if somebody blows it, you know, blows at it, it can blow over. And in this case, <laughs> It, it, it kind of is, you know, where people, people could not wait to rip her a new one. They couldn't wait to rip her a new one. So for her to even, you know, think about it for a second and to post it, you know, officially single, it's like, so you just didn't know that the people on the internet is not rocking with you right now. Like people, they don't really care about your relationship on the internet. They really don't. They got enough going on at home. So- and a lot of times, the people that are liking a picture saying that's so cute, they rooting against you anyway. You know, they might, I, think it, they might think it's cute. They might genuinely think what you're doing in this situation is cute. However, a rule that I have, like, I'm never going to be dating and or talking to someone and buying them anything. You're not going to get any gift out of me before three <laughs> to six months. I'm never going to do that. She bought this man cars. Car. Why, you shouldn't be buying anybody a piece of gum. Like maybe we can take, I can take you out to dinner, but you should not be throwing money out like this to people that you've just met. Because to me, what that looks like is you're trying to buy affection, friendship, and or love. And you should not be doing that. You know what though? I think it's kind of like a hard place because she is an artist. And in all honesty, this relationship helped her career. I mean, no shade to Danny Lay, but she wasn't being talked about prior to this, the way that she is being talked about now. Now I'm sure she doesn't appreciate the way that she's being talked about. Um, I remember when I was at Syracuse University, I took a, a PR class and they taught me in my PR class, all PR is good PR. Now, I always disagreed with that because I feel like bad PR can literally hurt your career. But, you know, some people come from the school of, hey, at least they talk about you, you know, so people were not talking about her prior to this. And now they are. So um, I think that is a benefit for her. But I think it is hard for an artist because especially if you're dating someone like the baby, he has a lot more popularity when it comes to music wise than she does. You know, so I think this actually kind of helped her career. I don't think she utilized it in the proper way because they kind of bought her negative attention, which kind of worked against her. But it's it's hard. But, you know, she's in that age bracket of Summer Walker. Like, she's another one where I just don't understand. She's with London on the track. And every time they break up, she runs to social media to tell people. Is she so, pregnant? She's pregnant, right? She's pregnant by him. Oh, I'm pregnant by and, you. I'm on the social media, too. I'm telling everybody. I'm But my whole thing is, like, you, you're creating this toxic environment where you are announcing to people and letting them know what's going on. In regular relationships, you fight all the time. You know, one day you might be like... I ain't dealing with this dude. And then two days later, you're like, you know, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's how it is. You got to keep that to the vest. 
You know, you can't let everybody see that up and down and you cannot post until you know something's permanent. Yeah, I agree. So with her, she got real post happy because this this makes her look good. She's with one of the hottest rappers, the baby and little baby hands down are the two hottest rappers out here, period. You know, so she wanted to show off her man. I, I got it, girl. But now you letting them into your relationship a little bit too much. You know, and I would not be surprised if they back together in a month and now you look crazy, girl. And the only reason you look crazy is not because you're going back and forth with this man, because that happens on the regular. People do that all the time. So don't try to sit here and be like, my relationship is better. No, everybody be going back and forth. You think you're going to break up with this person and you don't. Mine is. <laughs> I don't go through the head. Dexter, you are different. OK. <laughs> You no, have the perfect everything. <laughs> no, no, I don't. But I, but I do agree with that, with the whole back and forth thing, too. And I also am a firm believer in keeping your business your business. I mean, like, yes, maybe you could talk to a friend or something like that about things that you may be going through. But you got to be careful with that stuff. And you definitely don't want to be throwing it out to social media, because like Garnett said, as many times you get a like of somebody like, oh, that's so cute. I liked it. It's somebody else like, F that bitch. I hate this relationship. <laughs> like, you got to be careful. Cause they couldn't wait. And and honestly, they're never going to last. Like, it's just y'all come on. Listen, this is my barometer. Unless I got a ring or I'm pregnant, I am posting you. There we go. That's it. So I'm not waiting to then to introduce the person to my family, Dexter. I think you kind of took it up a notch. Like, damn, bro, we don't even know this girl. Are you engaged? No, no, no. You bring them around. <laughs> you bring them around and stuff like that. But like, you just say they're my friends. Yes, but there's no, re- I, first of all, I don't believe in the title of girlfriend, boyfriend. I think that's silly. But like, I think you bring people around and I think you introduce them to their family and stuff like that. But when you get into too much details and then two months later, it's like, well, where's the family? Valentine's Day's coming up. And it's like, you ain't doing nothing. Oh, he broke up with her before Valentine's Day. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Wow. That's what they were saying online. He, uh, he, he posted to like, Somebody can win a chance, like, to have a Valentine's date with him. <laughs> that was his way of saying, hey, I'm single, too. Now she needs to. Wait a minute. I missed that. Did that happen before she said she was single or afterwards? After. Oh, okay. I was going to be, that's grounds for me to cut your ass off. You over here soliciting for thoughts on social media, sir? Now it's grounds <laughs> for her to pull a left eye. You got to go burn this house down or something like that. <laughs> no, like, don't do I, that. You're not going to embarrass me. Like, yes, okay, we're, we're broken up, but you're not going to be with somebody else right away. Come on. Well. Left eye was built from a different uh, a era. Different, yeah, she, she, Danny Lane got that in her. She can't take some comments. She's, she, she ain't taking jail. <laughs> it's stupid. All right. On that note, <laughs> thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, it's the Mina's House podcast. Thank you so much to Mir Fontaine, Wayne Campbell, and Mir Pesos for joining us and explaining what's going on. So uh, hopefully when they get this resolved, maybe they'll come back on the show and things will be different for them, you know? Uh, up and it's stuck. Up and it's stuck. They need to come up with a dance. Up and it. You know what? When these kids dance, they be doing a lot of. <laughs> now, yo, when I used to dance, we used to, you know, do leg stuff. You know, we getting down low. The kids now just be like. No, but we used to Wu Tang now. Like we used to like we used to do a little something. They too. just. Like, I just. From us, like we was. 
we used to do like the little hill toes and stuff. We had moves. Right. We, we be letting these new kids think that we're old or whatever because they be doing these choreographed routines, like all that stuff. But we had moves. Like we were, like I said, Wu-Tanging. We were soldier boy. And like we were. Yeah, but our moves were very like, our, you had to use your whole body, you know? Yeah. Now, because they're on the internet and they record like this, all the moves are from like the top up. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like we used to have like you used to have to use your whole body to do our moves, you know, <laughs> the kids these days got the dirtiest bodies. Do you see how they bodies be moving? They do them Fortnite dance. I don't even know how to do that. And whatever that little scissor thing is, <laughs> that, that, that's just a cra- like nobody's body should be able to move like, like that. flossing. I still can't floss. That's that. That's what I mean. Like I can a- kind of do it. That is a dirty body like dance. Like <laughs> your, your body got to be just no bones in it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching the 164th episode of the Meanest House podcast. I mean to say what? Garnett Briscoe. Jack Stucky. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week.